It's Spirit Week in the office. This is tough. Oh my gosh. We are live. We're live. We're live. Everybody, welcome back to episode four of Catching Carbon. It's Spirit Week in the office this week. I'm a Badgers fan. I know, feel bad for me. Big Ten football. Jeff decided to not wear any attire because he's still coming down from the Alabama loss last year. Please don't cry on camera. We would like for you to build the culture, but I understand the lack of participation. I mean, you could be Big Ten. They just added like 15 more teams, so don't really know that's really the Big Ten so, anymore. But hey, whatever. My chances math. go from this to Team this. Today is math. So math, 10 teams, 20 teams, same thing. No, for sure. That's why we mapped it out so we don't have to do the math off of our heads. We got Professor Jeff who is ready to instruct us. And we're really excited about this episode because it's going to touch on two of the main focal points of this podcast. You have to be in the black before you're in the green and the supply side of CO2. And today we want to focus on efficiency, help you understand how you can make your green initiatives more attractive from an ROI perspective, and also show you how you can secure your supply and meet customer demand. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, the real question that we want to try to answer here is, why don't we capture the CO2 that we use today? I'm not talking about the big sequestration projects and things like that. I'm talking about you're a user of CO2 and you exhaust a lot of it. If you freeze food, if you make dry ice, if it's going into your, your process somewhere, um, a lot of times it's being exhausted at your vent stacks, but we don't ever capture that CO2 why not? Yeah, absolutely. And the answer is right here. Cheap, unlimited supply. So forget what you know about CCUS. Carbon capture, utilization, storage. Nope. We've got a new CCUS and cheap, unlimited supply has been canceled. canceled. Yeah. Gone. We're done. We're done yeah. with cheap, unlimited supply. Canceled out. Still exists today, cheaply. It's getting more expensive every day. But we all know from allocations, force majeures, everything else, shortages, that it's not unlimited. And with all the sequestration projects that we've been talking about, 45Q, everything, mm -hmm. over the next five years or so, unlimited supply is not the theme of our market anymore. So, we all know that. We're all concerned about it. What can we do about it? And so when we say nobody's captured CO2, if you're a large dry ice manufacturer, you probably are capturing the CO2 off of the, off the exhaust. We'll talk about that. So we're gonna use dry ice manufacturing, uh, dry ice production as our example today, but it goes for anything. If you buy CO2, you spend a considerable amount, million, two million, three million dollars a year in CO2, that's a lot of, that's a mm -hmm. lot of your raw material costs. Why don't we capture it? Well, let's kind of walk through that. So give us a, just a rough example. Again, we're going into this, we're not trying to do hardcore math here. These are round numbers, estimates, basic numbers to do simple math so it makes sense. Yeah, and, and keep that in mind. Obviously this changes based on the customer usage. When we get to the point where how much a pound of dry ice costs and you're a retail shopper like me going into Publix, it's gonna hurt a little bit, but these are just easy numbers for us to do math. I'm a visual learner. This should hopefully help all of you kind of see the thought process. So let's come over here. Jeff's gonna do a little pointing for me. I will point for him. Let's say you're a user that's purchasing three truckloads of liquid CO2 a week. Uh, which comes out to about 60 tons, a tanker truck about 21 tons. So 60 tons a week of liquid CO2 or 120,000 pounds of liquid CO2. And let's say you're a larger user, you're using quite a bit of CO2. And so you're getting it for a really awesome price of six cents per pound. At 60 tons a week, yeah, 
you need to thank your procurement specialist. Absolutely. They're doing a fine job of a procurement if you're getting that. But yeah, that's a historic rate. So let's go with that number. Absolutely. And so that comes out to about $120 per ton of CO2, $7,200 a week, or $360,000 in yearly spend for your liquid CO2. And as Jeff noted, we're going to touch on ice today. You could be using your CO2 for anything, but in this example, we're looking at dry ice. So you're spending $350,000 to $60,000 a year. Again, that's a you know, reasonably small producer. You make ice. Well, here's a little known fact outside of the dry ice world. But in order to make one pound of dry ice, it takes two and a half pounds of liquid CO2. Mm -hmm. So basically, we like to look at that as you're wasting one and a half pounds of, of CO2 for every one pound of ice you make. Yeah, what does that look like? Two and a half pounds of liquid coming into the chamber, a pound of dry ice being pushed out, one and a half pounds vented to atmosphere. Right now, completely wasted, off-gassed. Yep. So. So in a real simple model, you can capture that, clean it, repurify it, which is already very pure because it really hasn't touched anything outside, and send it right back into your system. Absolutely. Why don't we do that? Well, cheap, cheap unlimited supply. supply. We've had it. We have a cheap unlimited supply. So when somebody did the ROI, and most people have done it, if this is you and you're making ice at this volume, so at this rate, you could make 50,000 pounds per week of CO2. So you're getting 120,000 pounds of liquid CO2 in, you output 50,000 pounds of dry ice. Now, what do we sell that for in the market? Yeah, let's, well, let's say some 30 cents. 30 cents is reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you get it for 10 or 15 cents if you're a high, high volume user. Sometimes it's $2. Like at, said, yeah, I'm, I'm $2.49 at Publix, baby. Yeah, so yeah, your net weighted average, call it 30 cents a pound. Plug in your own numbers here and, and how that works. But if that's the case, you're generating $15,000 a week in revenue or $780,000 a year in overall revenue on a cost basis of $360,000. So let's go back to this conversion. Mm -hmm. Now, we said we're wasting 1.5. You know, when we capture off of dry ice equipment, you can capture about 90% of that CO2. Uh, you've got electrical costs, you've got labor, things like that. So let's just say you, of that 1.5 that you wasted, we could save you one pound of that CO2. Yeah, and just to note, we are more efficient, like you said, but factoring in some of those OPEX costs, we'll use the one pound for today's simple math example. So we can generate an extra, but for the same amount of purchases, you can generate an extra 50,000 pounds of, of uh, CO2, right? So that is a cost to you of, at six cents a pound, that's $3,000 a week or $156,000 a year. So. Yep you could save $156,000 a year. Yeah, and so that's just taking that one and a half pounds of exhaust, reliquifying it and pumping it right back into your tank, just yeah, as yeah. if you would if you were having a tanker show up and put liquid into your CO2 storage tank. Yeah. So, so historically, that's how everybody has generated um, generated the amount of uh, ROI that, you know, calculated because eh, the size, the system this size, let's just say it's roughly 1.5 million. So if you spend 1.5 million to save $156,000 a year, roughly a 10 year ROI, not the greatest investment. Right. Now, as you get larger and larger and larger, and that numbers shrink, your ROI goes down. But this is why historically we haven't captured. Right, makes, so now, makes total now sense. Why? Why should the equation change? Why are we not talking? Why, why is it different today? Yeah, and right now it's allocations. We're feeling it at home. We're on a 0% allocation. As a manufacturer of CO2 equipment, we are having a hard to impossible time getting CO2. So let's say for this example, you at home, Mr. Dry Ice Producer, 
are on a 70% allocation. Simple math, 66%. You're getting two thirds of what you used to get. So we'll run it here. Two trucks a week instead of three. 40 tons a week or 80,000 pounds of liquid CO2 down from the 120,000 pounds that you're accustomed to. And what does that mean? Well now, instead of producing 50,000 pounds a week of ice, you're producing 32,000 pounds a week. We'll hold that the 30 cents. Yeah, we've got enough inflation, so let's not raise prices. Yeah, we cut it we're back, keep, right? Yeah, yeah it was zero. No inflation here. Nope. Keep it 30 cents a pound. Not on this board. So instead of $15,000 a week of revenue, you're at $9,600 or $500,000 a year, a gap coming in of $280,000 in lost revenue because of your 70% allocation. So, so what does this mean? So instead of costing you an extra $156,000, now you're losing out on the opportunity. It's an opportunity cost of $280,000. Now what's your ROI look like? ROI. Five to six or five to six year ROI instead of a 10 no, year ROI. For sure, I mean, it's drastically improved. And as mentioned, we didn't even factor in an increase in the price of CO2. We held at the six cents. So, gone now now i know i it's now oh what is that squiggly line oh, that's what happens man it's messy it's messy we're 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 in a, in a cluster here because we don't have cheap supply anymore so what happens to this and, and, and over the next five years i have you know, we've said it already multiple times during these podcasts um you know there's no science yet behind it there's no linear increase in cost but as our current sources of co2 start to be sequestered, you know, ethanol, uh, the domes, the uh, ammonia production, like we've talked about, absolutely, it's more costly. You've, you've mentioned it multiple times. It just takes way more power, way more energy to purify 10% CO2 purity streams than it does 98% purity CO2 streams. This cost, this six cents, will go up. Mm -hmm. To what? I don't know. We don't know yet, but over the next five years, as our supply goes down, our demand continues to increase, and the cost of production dramatically increase, let's just say this doubles. Let's just say it's 12 cents a pound. Yeah. Forget all that. Who cares? Don't even worry about your opportunity cost. Now what? Your ROI, if this doubles, this, this ROI gets five years because your cost went up. Mm -hmm. So don't wait. Is what we're saying. And that, now. and that doesn't even factor in, you mentioned demand, but that doesn't even factor in the need for dry ice in the market. I and mean, we saw it in the last couple of years with the vaccines, more of the shipping food to homes, frozen foods, right? Meat products. And so now there's a great need for dry ice. So you want all the CO2 you can get your hands on because there's demand for you to supply CO2 to the market. And so now let's assume that we're increasing our revenues because demand is up. I mean, the ROI becomes more and more favorable any way you spin this. And it's becoming so critical to focus on securing your supply and the efficiency of your process. And that really brings us back home to the theme of the podcast. It's what we want to be talking about. No, absolutely. So what kind of closes out with what we didn't talk about and it, you know, it could make it even more confusing is the opportunity cost. If, if you have more CO2 supply today than you do demand, then you don't have an opportunity cost of being allocated. But if, if you could grow your business, if you had more CO2, you could produce more product if you had more CO2, if you could be more efficient if you had more CO2, but you're constrained, now do the math. What's, what's the cost of not selling more product? This is dry ice at 30 cents. What if you're making a food product? What if you're freezing food? Absolutely. You know, what, if, what if you run out? of CO2 
uh, and you have to shut the plant down. I mean, that could be million dollars. Changes the ROI completely. The ROI is, I mean, you shut down that food processing plant because you can't freeze food for a day. That's like on on the magnitude of millions potentially. ROI goes out the window. So just exactly what you said, securing your supply. Well, if you use your CO two more efficiently, efficiently, you secure your supply. You have you you can do more with less. That's the key. That's the focus here. Long term, I think everybody should be doing this. Then you not only are that you're not evaporating. You want to be green. You want the pathway to green. Here it is. Capture your own CO two. Reuse it back in the system. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's absolutely a win-win. We're super excited about it. If you have questions, please, as always, reach out, subscribe, share with your friends. We'll be back for episode five. Any closing I, thoughts? Yeah, I, I think a field hockey season is coming up next month, and Wisconsin Badgers, bam! Number one, baby, let's go! Roll Tide. Take care, everybody. Time.